This is a podcast from souf.co.uk. Hello, I'm Patrick Downs. This is all about film, whether it be Blu-ray, DVD or streaming. This is Bring the Film. With the price on his head increasing, legendary hitman John Wick takes his fight against the high table global as he seeks out the most powerful players in the underworld, from New York to Paris, to Japan, to Berlin. You come here thinking there is a way out of this world for you, Mr. Wick. There is not. The centre Pompidou. Sacre coeur. Sacre coeur. Weapons. If you win, the table will honor its word. You will have your freedom, but you won't take it. Blades. Pistols. Dueling pistols, 30 paces. In the event that both parties survive, each will approach the other at increments of 10 paces until only one remains. Starring Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane and Rina Sawiyama. And our film correspondent Hayley Donahue caught up with Chad Chahasky, the director, and Keanu Reeves, talking about the unique development of these films and on the mood board he created for John Wick Chapter 4. We started with Wick, right? We started with the character. We kind of built him first. And then we made a list of ninjas, samurais, sword fights, muscle cars, you know, close quarter combat, judo, jiu-jitsu, dog... You know, nightclub, I remember, was up there really well. The Circle Rouge, we used as a model, like with Derek Colstead at the time, and just kind of built backwards that way. Like, I, I remember our first couple notebooks on John Wick 4 was, you know, horse, Lawrence of Arabia, you know, Aqaba by land. <laughs> it was like waterfalls. I knew I wanted to do a waterfall feature. And you just kind of build backwards off imagery. We knew we wanted to shoot in, like, the Louvre. We knew we wanted Paris. You know, we thought we want to open the world up a little bit, and we had to design this sequences. And then we start designing scenes and what we want to do with the character first. Then we start pulling all those pieces together. So the script's kind of coming from a lot of different angles. I know, but I think also, like, I'm, I know going to the production office, the way that you do set up images and the way you work with yeah. Kevin Cavanaugh, production the production design. design, you guys start talking, I think, pretty early days yeah, about the visuals ideas and, and ideas. the visuals and the sets of everything. Right. And then it kind of goes starts with that, and then we go scout. We, we, we location scout a lot, and we kind of build the action sequences off that. But at the same time, I'm always talking to Keanu going, wouldn't it be cool if, and he's telling me, would it be cool if, that all comes from my talk between us about what we need John Wick, John Wick's journey, and we try to build outward from that. Wow. And then at what point is the script brought together? I think we're always working on it, but just from different, it's not like a linear process. We know the journey, like the outline, and then we start building the pieces. Can you, the excitement clearly from both of you talking there um, is so evident watching you both talk about these films since 2014, sort of the excitement of that planning ideas process. And I wondered what for you is sort of the fondest memories sort of throwing those ideas together. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I sectionalized it, I thought, you know, I think the creative process about, you know, talking with Chad and, you know, certainly, yeah, through the first one and just the process of really getting to create and make it up as we go along has always been super pleasurable and like going I mean I think with uh, chapter 4 I don't want to give that away but uh, you know the, the idea of the nunchucks the idea of getting back to driving the cars the muscle cars and get to do that again so it's fun to like have ideas to hear what he's thinking about and then to go train and then to go do them 
I remember on the first one, mm. we're just deciding the hair, because he came out, remember the first time we did the camera test? Right. We still hadn't decided, and he came out with the hair and the beard and the suit, and you just knew, like, I haven't seen that guy before. Like, that's the guy. And that, right. That, that always stands out when we did that mm. little camera test. And have there been any really wacky ideas that just, you know, they went on the whiteboard and then they sort of got, <laughs> got wiped off the whiteboard? My, 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 my three dozen underwater. <laughs> no, I hate that, underwater that ideas. I had this big underwater sequence no, done. No, you can't do that. Stop I was like, quickly. no, you can't go underwater. <laughs> yeah, no, we picked that And I think chapter once. four, you also had snowmobiles. We had a lot of snowmobiles, but we just couldn't fit that in. We were good with that one, just didn't fit. The underwater one, I think, got nixed. No, I was like, no. They're like, 100 nights, okay, no. underwater. No. That one got no. scratched. Yeah. It's awful every time. You can't make... <laughs> See, still a hard pitch. You can't do it. I mean, you might be... Okay. Wick yeah. underwater didn't go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, cool. Um, and as I said, I'm doing this for radio stations, so the use of radio communication was delightful in, in that. The sort DJ. Of, yeah, in the last act. Um, and the music choices as well, amazing. Just how, why was radio the perfect way to communicate? We have this weird digital analog production design in the movie between, I mean, we use carrier pigeons, <laughs> we've suicide old school typing and operators. You know, so the way we wanted to get information out was just something different. And I think it was a good in to get music we both love music, so how do you get needle drops into John Wick? And we thought that was a good way of doing it, of actually having a needle drop in the movie. And I think we're both Walter Hill fans. And, I, you know, we love The Warriors, which is obviously it's a, it's a reference to. That's a wonderful moment. Um, and, Kanye, we have to talk about, you know, your epic stunts, um, of course, and they're back in John Wick 4. Um, I have to say, where do you find your energy on the, like the start of those days to sort of psych yourself up for those for those moments? Desperation, fear, and love. <laughs> All of the above. That yes. is the best answer I've heard. <laughs> That's awesome. And equally, though, how do you wind down from not only a day of that, of that because that seems pretty intense, but at the end of John Wick, you know, how do you get John Wick out of your mind and body? Yeah, it's a long process. Uh, ice bath. Ice <laughs> bath. Yeah, I mean, recovery for, you know, being older, but yeah, re- recovery is massage and cold water and try and get some sleep and at the end of the day, maybe a whiskey or two. Yeah, I mean, I love the character, so I'm, I'm in no hurry to get it out. Audiences will love that there's, you know, there's a continuing dog theme um, in this in this film. Um, why is it important to have the dogs? Um, wow, well, um, I'm a dog person, so that that's one. I, I also, when I read the script, the very first John Wick for the script, I thought the idea of introducing a dog to to the character was great. Like animals are very much reflective; it kind of brings out who you are. And what a great way to show such a such an interesting side of John Wick, then you give him a puppy. You know, if we don't have, you know, a new love interest or something like that, you have a guy that just lost his wife. So how do you take this incredibly hardcore, cold killer and give him emotion and just see how, I mean, still one of my favorite scenes is Keanu just pouring a bowl of cereal and then looking at the puppy and going, okay, <laughs> and putting down his cereal. I mean, I just think that's an incredible way to show a piece of character. And we keep using dogs throughout. It's just, dogs bring out your best, I think. They do. And can you, for you, I mean, no stranger to working with the dogs. Um, what is it like when you have the dogs on set? You know, how does that change the mood on set? I don't know. It really depends on the, you know, I only interact in a certain way than the Malinois that are, you know, been more kind of tactical and the relationships that they have, like with Halle Berry and now with Shamir Anderson, who's playing the tracker. Um, you know, it, they've kind of transitioned off of John Wick. Uh, to other characters and I don't know I mean I think 
You know, when the Malinois come on set, you it gets Andrew Jackson, who's our animal spent, who's been spent years on John Wick and really done all the training and his team. So when the Malinois are there, you have to pay attention. Don't no sudden movements. Don't look them in the eyes. But Shamir and Halle Berry, you know, they trained a lot with their with their hounds. And then once they say action and they do their thing, it's it's beautiful. It really is. Um, and we have to talk about the weapons and the, the gun foo. Um, just what has been your favorite, each of you, across across the series, weapons-wise? I don't, I don't know. I still like a, just a good old solid regular reload. I like our gun foo. I like, uh, what, do you, what would you call it? Manipulation. The weapon manipulate, how to reload. I, I think there's something really interesting about that, about the speed at which it happens, about how it interrupts the flow. I think that's great. Yeah, it makes it feel like it's a, a kind of it interrupts like a real kind of moment like it's yeah. in there. It's got a balletic sense to it. Yeah, like. yeah. Coordination. That, that and the pencil. I'm going to go with the pencil. If I if it wasn't gun-foo, I'd go pencil or car. Like car-foo and pencil-foo. Those are my favorites. <laughs> Starring Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane and Rina Sawayama. And our film correspondent, Hayley Donaghy, caught up with Ian McShane, who plays Winston about the arc of his character over the years and where we find him now in John Wick chapter 4 the series has grown over you know four episodes well now you've got five with the new movie Ballerina which is the the female spin-off which is a retro fitting between John Wick 3 and John Wick 4 no I, I, this one Winston's life has suddenly changed around I mean the, the other three he's been very much like fitting in with Jonathan you know John Wick fitting in helping him or you think you're on his side but suddenly in this in the first 20 minutes of number 4 Winston's life is turned upside down by events so suddenly it's on him so that's when I'm, he's fully behind John and how it ends or is he you don't know. I mean, that's the nice thing. It constantly shifts, you know. And what's his relationship to John? You, know, you still don't know, in a sense, which is kind of intriguing. I like to keep it that way, and so does Chad. I don't think it had been, you know, the, I don't think also the series would have been as rich or as successful if Chad hadn't directed all four. You know, I mean, because you do have a sense of continuity. And I think it helps Keanu as well. And also, well, because they've done, you know, they, they go about 25 years in stunts together. That's why those sequences are so beautifully violent. You know, 20 minutes of uninterrupted action, which you don't get in normal movies, you know. You also have that sense of kind of a, a classic Western in the sense that John Wick is like on a bounty. It's like wanted, dead or alive. $26 million for the most, the most dangerous man in the world. He's only killed bad people. That doesn't matter. Bad people come after him. But it's like a modern Western. You know, they're all out there for the bounty. If I can kill him, whatever. And that's why there's a certain fanboy thing to it. Oh, it's a pleasure to fight you, Mr. Wick, you know, whatever. So there's a lot of layers going on, but it is a movie. And I think that's, you know, at the end, it's we're not dealing with a real life. We're dealing with two, three hours of taking people away. And I think this does take people away from real life into a, into a terrifically sort of uh, fantasy world the violence and well if you like honestly all those words which well, compassion loyalty who fits with who and can anybody be really trusted in the end bonjour monsieur wick and welcome to la resistance a little far from home aren't you well your little act of uncivil disobedience inspired me john i'm branching out spreading my wings how goes the ground farewell tour coming to an end. 
So it seems, so it seems. 42 regular, wasn't it? It's Kevlar front to back, the latest in ballistic chic. Appropriate for all formal occasions, weddings, funerals, high table duels. After all, a man has to look his best when it's time to get married. Or buried. Starring Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane and Rina Sawayama. And our film correspondent Hayley Donaghy caught up with Ian McShane who plays Winston about his character in John Wick Chapter 4. And we have to go back to talk about Keanu Reeves himself. You know, how he attacks those sequences, obviously so impressive, but also the quieter moments with Winston as well. Just how impressive is he to to witness and work with? Okay, well, it's it's funny now because, you know, we work on the script together, the scenes. We always get together a couple of days before. If they're dialogues and talk, we have done that since the beginning. So it's a purely, it's a natural process, you know, talking with, Chad and Keanu so when you get on there you know exactly and then you just have nuances whatever no we work very well together he's great he's just a really good guy Keanu's great strength I think is a sort of a an honesty and a simplicity Winston and yourself have, have some of the best lines in the film um, I like the how you do anything is how you do everything just how much do you enjoy his dialogue and actually the way he commands some very difficult situations I love him since the beginning Derek Colstadt who wrote the original script uh, wrote this enigmatic character and we just you know and then he wrote number two and then Shea Hatton has sort of taken over parts of number three and number four but they've continued that sometimes they get a little um when we talk about it they get a little they write me a little bit like I'm I'm coming out of a sort of a you know a Dickens novel I mean no I mean no that it's very English and very very but we that's okay because it should be overwritten to begin with then you strip it away and you keep the pithy lines that mean something uh and is he John he's related to John I mean nobody knows really is he a, is he a good guy is he yeah I think he is he a bad guy he shot John in episode three and is he part of the high table and also the Bowery King relationship with um Lawrence it's been, it's, no it's it's a complicated show they've got a lot of balls in the air I do think it's great I mean I love Bill Skarsgård I love Bill's crazy villain in this you know you're dealing with that's why at the beginning he doesn't say anything because you know it's like saying how, how do you talk to a madman you don't and actually the, the humour that you touch on there you need that yeah you I wanted to ask to temper the whole thing how but without, is that but a lot of these movies but I, I you know when they try to be funny I'd hate that when they obviously it's like saying the snappy kind of they, I don't think it suffers from that it's not trying to be funny certain lines come out which are funny in the situations but it doesn't have that kind of no, now we're going for be funny to temper all the fun no it has a continuity to it which you have to have in film like this yeah exactly yeah. feels like that and the, and the line that you say you know go out there and have fun when go it's go out there and have fun yeah will you just kill him please you know please just kill him stop this messing around can we look back over the series as well I wanted to know what some of your favourite memories and moments are of working with um, John Wick well I've never had a bad time the only bad times we've had are like are physically on the set of because Chad loves to shoot at night constantly at night and you know n- night in Paris in November 30 degrees in a suburb out, not even in Paris in a suburb outside of Paris 30 miles an hour in a, in a sort of a, a car park with green screen you think this is a sad way to finish a big expensive wonderful movie but that's the other and then everybody goes well, it's a wrap everybody thank you it's been 101 wonderful days and then you drive back to Paris in rush hour at 6 in the morning I mean it's like you go no hell of a way to finish a movie and any other favourite memories from say 1, 2, 3 
No, favorite memories when a movie comes out and it's quite successful. When you hear, and when they go, there's going to be another one. And then they go, oh, there's going to be another one. And you go, yeah, that's good. Because it's the same people. I don't think it would have been the same if it had been like another director, another crew, because it's been the same cinematographer for three, the same director for four, producer, assistant producers, you know, Erica and Basil have been with it since the beginning. So there's a certain thing to be said for continuity and uh, everybody gets on. Yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's, been a, it's been a happy ride. And what is it about John Wick films that just keep bringing audiences back? They're rather good. They're rather good. And they're, you know, three hours of entertainment, of, uh, of taking you way away from whatever. That's what films are about. It's not trying to be a slice of life. It's not trying to be anything else and entertainment and give you a bit about, you know, about people in this situation who you're never likely to meet. I mean, that's the whole point of making movies, of this kind of a movie. I mean, I just love movies, all kinds of movies, but this kind of a movie is a spectacular you know, it's, it's, it's seriously big, large movie-making on an intimate basis because there's those intimate moments in it, you know. But what is weird when you're making it, think it's going to be on a big IMAX screen, you know, the place to see it. Starring Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane and Rina Sawayama. And our film correspondent Hayley Donaghy co-wrote with Rina Sawayama, who plays Akira, but this being her first acting role and her ambition to move between music and acting. I've been secretly plotting my acting in my music videos because I co-direct a lot of my music music videos so I get to write the character and who I'm going to be and my music videos kind of have me as different characters in each of them so I've always had that in mind as like an acting portfolio and it's never really worked until Chas Tahelski called and said hey I've seen your music videos uh, I'm trying to cast this role and I can't and I saw your work and yeah it, look, it look, looks great clearly you can do choreography clearly you can do some fighting yeah. and yeah and then pretty much two days later I was flying to Berlin wow well it worked let's go back to John Wick anyway so yes. how much of a fan were you of the John Wick series before you got um, yeah I'd seen I would say I've seen the first two and I hadn't seen the third one um, so I was like why does Chad want to speak to me it was the most random thing ever because it honestly came out of the blue um, and like I said I've always wanted to act and John Wick is up there in terms of like action and the fact that it's like an original screenplay as well and it's done so well started off as an indie and you know now it's now it's huge it's like it's insane and I've always like I've always loved Keanu as well obviously and yeah so when I got asked to be in it was, it was crazy so obviously quickly watched the third one and got up to speed um, and obviously Keanu we have to talk about him um, you have some pretty tense uh, sort of scenes with him and I wondered yeah what kind of energy does he bring to set he's very light he's just very there's no celebrity about him, which is weird. He doesn't come on set with this, hey, I'm the most important person here, which he kind of technically is, but he doesn't have that energy, you know what I mean? He just comes on set like he's just part of the team and he's, yeah, like very approachable. And you've got uh, lovely scenes with Hiroyuki Sanada. Um, he's, he's such a great actor. I really love it when he comes on screen. How much did you enjoy working with him? Oh, my God. I could not believe it when I, he, when he was, when I heard that he was going to be in the movie because I've been such a fan of his work. And, like, you know, I've known his work since, like, the 90s, you know? Like, his, there's, I guess, Ringu. And, like, he's been in so many things in um, uh, Last Samurai and etc. Like, he's been in so many things. So, yeah. I, I mean, he... he he actually is 
the sweetest. Um, I really learned on him a lot. You know, there was some Japanese speaking uh, like dialogue in in the movie. So I wanted to like he actually, even though it wasn't his scene, he would come and like like have the monitors on and check like my Japanese because I was like I'm, I'm a bit unsure about it. And he'd like literally be hiding somewhere in the scene and then once they call cut he would come to me and be like hey like this bit I think you should say with a bit more of this kind of intonation because so, it was I mean I can speak Japanese and I'm fluent in it but saying like you know reading a script or is is very like new to me in Japanese so he was just amazing he went above and beyond he really didn't have to do that but he was really really sweet and just really you know we practiced a lot together like Japanese lines and English lines and he just helped me so much Wow, that sounds so special. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we talked about Ch- Chad briefly, but he has a really unique style of approaching these films. It's sort of vision first before the script, which is kind of the, the, a different way around of nor- uh, uh, normal filmmaking. What did you enjoy about how he approaches his work? Well, to be honest, I don't have a comparison, as in this is my first film. But honestly, I I, am, I feel really spoiled because him as director, he was so he was so sweet, so patient with me. Like again, first time film, I didn't know basic things. I didn't know what like super wide shot, like from a tight shot. You know, like someone had to tell me, okay, don't put all your energy into this shot because it's really wide. You know, and he'd come over and tell me that. And he's got a million and one things to think about. Um, but he's also like he's he was very very patient and like you know I never heard him be frustrated. He was just. I couldn't believe how chilled he was. Like all these night shoots, long hours, years of working, and he's he's very very chill. Yeah, I heard there's lots of night shoots. I love that. So you're like giving it your all, and he's like, "Come, you don't need to give it your all in this one. It's a wide shot." Yeah, I'd be like, "Whatever," like doing something crazy in the wide shot. And like, so we're gonna get a bit tighter now. It's like, anyway, yeah. Let's talk about the fight sequences. Wow, wow, wow. So impressive. So sort of aerobic and gymnastics in nature. I mean, how did you prepare for it? Firstly, and then let's talk about the filming as well. Oh, so I did five weeks of training and five weeks of filming. And so I was in Berlin for nearly three months, which was amazing. Um, Yeah, so I literally plunged straight into it. It I got there on the weekend and then the Monday was like straight off. Basic training from, you know, dodging to like kind of, I guess, like, you know, aerobic exercise to like forward rolls to you know just like little things and then building up the choreography like in in parts and then to get to like the final choreography sequence uh it was a lot of you know i learned a lot about nutrition you know eating to work out for five hours a day which is something i've never done i was not a sporty kid i hate exercise i hate pe i still hate exercise (laughs) i do it if it's for a project like i do dance rehearsal if it's for touring or you know choreography for videos but i actually actually don't like exercising so this was a lot it was like a lot of work it actually did make me fall in love with like the discipline of exercise and moving my body i felt so connected to my body and then five weeks of pretty much all night shoots and then you know be like 3 a.m right do the choreography sequence that you've been learning for the past three weeks obviously because you've changed you've matched your schedule for a night shoot but your body is still a bit in a weird place like a bit jet lagged it was hardcore and I was I was dipping in like I, you know I wasn't there for the whole time so I don't know how Keanu does it. I don't know how Chad I mean the whole team it was crazy 
and using a bow and arrow as well. Like, what was that like? That's a real skill to learn. Oh my god! It's be- Honestly, it's been one of my dreams to learn to use a bow and arrow. It was so cool. I I'd be practicing with it, and Keanu would kind of look over, and he'd be like. I, w- I want to try as well. So we'd both be like, at the end of our practice, we'd just be like firing some arrows. It was really fun. The stair climbing scene. That's, I mean, wow. Let's let's talk about that. Just how did you film it? And how, yeah, just, just so aerobic in nature. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I, that was again another like 3 a.m. shot where I was like climbing over a six foot seven guy at 3 a.m. Just a regular work day, you know. <laughs> Um, it, it was really hard, actually. I, like, don't have, like, the strongest hip muscles and leg muscles. So, actually, like, I didn't have any support. And I think I had to literally grab him with my, my the inside muscles of my legs, like, to hold him. And it was, it was hard. To even, like, sit on top of him was hard. But then to, like, then, like, ice fix was really hard as well. But it was so fun honestly when did you get to do that when does anyone get to do that you absolutely nailed it you know amazing (laughs) um and you and you mentioned you have brought some really creative characters through your through your music videos um how did the filming for this differ in in process well with music videos you tend to work with different people each time i mean i do work with a lot of like the same director for example but like even the just the surrounding team could be quite different and you know in music in general you meet a lot of different people like all the time unless you're on tour for example but with filming you see the same people every single day and that was so nice like they became they become a family and we get through these you know night shoots together even though you just feel like little acts of kindness everywhere because everyone's just trying to like you know look after each other so that was really that was really nice um yeah I would say you know with music videos like the main purpose I always try and think about is like how hot can I look Whereas with movies, you can't really like focus on that. I guess they, I guess a lot of people do. Like when you get good at it, like you know, you know how you look and film and stuff. But in music videos, like you're looking at the camera and delivering the line, you're lip syncing, and I'm so used to that. And like avoiding the camera was very hard. I kept like looking in it, and I was like, ah! And also like you look at yourself and you're like, why am I making those facial expressions? Like that's really weird. You know, they're not like they're not like hot facial expressions. Why am I making ugly facial expressions? What's happening? And then you have this kind of flash forward of it being in Leicester Square, you know, huge on a screen and you feel the fear. It's my it's my first time and there were so many things I learned that luckily I had great people around me, but yeah, that's the main difference between a music video. Music video, hot, movie, don't have to always look hot. It's John Wick, Chapter 4, and it's available now. And with that, thanks for checking me out on the Bring the Film podcast today. I'm Patrick Downs, and you can keep in touch across Twitter at I'm Patrick Downs, also on Instagram or Facebook.com forward slash official pop tart. And there's also the website soof.co.uk. This is a podcast from soof.co.uk.